Hello and welcome to the Liz Soko podcast, a spiritual wellness podcast full of artists, teachers, and healers from all over the world who come here and meet with me, either virtual or in person, to discuss matters such as healing, obviously psychological and emotional healing, as well as using the body as a tool, breath work, meditation, all of these tools that we were given by the body's um, systems to be incorporated with the cognition or consciousness to take our experience to the next level. And I'm going solo today because I've been um, taking a few weeks for myself just to readjust my own mindset um, to see where it is that I want to go and to see um, what space I want to occupy and if I need to occupy space, if that's even like a thing, if um, that identity of being something in the social world actually matters to me. And I have understood that half and half, yes, it does. It matters because I need to communicate my message in a way that is consumable and information that is very important to me. Um, I've been told that is very important for other people. So it's very important for me to share this information. I think it is very easy when you're in a content creator role to get sucked into the role and to kind of develop an ego out of it. And I've been very careful not to do that because I know the harms of this sort of thing happening, especially in the spiritual community. So um, I've stripped everything down and kind of begun to focus more on what my baseline is, what I'm here to do. And I think that what I'm here to do is to facilitate the mind-body connection in individuals so that they can experience firsthand this connection to source, this connection to self, this connection to community. And I think that that's the most powerful thing that I can do as an individual. Um, that mind-body connection, I facilitate through writing, I facilitate through yoga, through one-to-one -one energy activation services, and basically everything else I do in my life. My whole lifestyle embodies the mind-body connection, um, which I've worked really, really hard to kind of make that my reality, going from partying and the fashion world, um, a lot of consumption to really just sticking to what my body needs, what my psychology needs, and what my soul needs has been kind of definitely a difficult process of stripping away <clears throat> stripping away everything everything that doesn't serve me and making myself <coughs> oh I'm so sorry so stripping away everything that didn't serve me was painful essentially it's like ripping a band-aid off so let's say you have a wound which we all have emotional wounds traumas insecurities you know in yogic philosophy they're called samskaras or mental impressions so we all have those things and before we begin to properly heal with the elements with community with biology and chemistry and psychology we need to rip the band-aid off and that's very painful and we need to rip that band-aid off ourselves which is even more painful so that process was kind of a little um, humbling um, definitely felt very vulnerable, which I guess is a part of the process. Um, I'll talk about this later in the episode, the medicine of vulnerability. Um, but I wanted to start with, yes, the pain and the difficulty 
of ripping that band-aid off initially and seeing what's underneath and seeing the decay, um, infection, toxicity that may have accumulated under this societal band-aid. And that societal band-aid is makeup, is filters, is capitalism, is not not to say that capitalism is bad. I think that capitalism can work. It's 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 still by far the best economic system that we've developed as humans. Um, also, I think that another thing that accum- accumulates underneath, well, that band-aid itself is basically condi- the conditioned mind and um, what our families impose upon us, what our you know schools impose upon us, and it's not a cure all, you know. We often see that oh, this is the right way to live because someone else told me, because the older generation told me this and it has to be true. And 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 you know what I found actually I found most of the things that I've been told to be false. Um, I'm not saying that I lack respect for older people or I lack respect for you know the history of this world I I definitely lack respect for delusions um, illusions and superstitions and that sounds like it's been taken straight out of an ancient text but you know in my heart I've always felt that certain things didn't work for me specifically in the education system specifically in how things were done with competition with you know whoever got the highest grade and I just I recently was like kind of doing some healing work and something came into my mind and it was that anxious feeling of waiting to get back your test in your seat and and one of the kids slowly handing out the tests, seeing all the grades. And that really for me is, is kind of an unconscious trigger because it represents the mass kind of perspective of how we feel. We feel um, powerless. We feel unworthy, we feel trampled on, and we feel like we can only we can only get out of this, you know, suffocating structure by winning, by competing, by um, stepping on other people, and you know, and the thing is that I was always kind of more masculine and more like pushy or controlling and and I really love that part of myself now because I actually get shit done because of it but I had to really look back and say what's the shadow of this the shadow of it was that I um essentially I felt like I either had to win or I was nothing you know and I think that a lot of men who are listening to this podcast episode right now can relate to this the idea that you're either everything or you're nothing and I just want to say that that's completely false that's wrong Um, it's gonna take some time to let this go but I want to set the foundation for that Um, this is completely false there's just there's no way that that can be true because there are seven billion people on this planet right I hope I got that right. I feel really dumb right now. If it's million, like, I'm really sorry. But, I'm wait, hold on. Let me look it up real fast. I think that, yes, the planet has Earth population right now. 2021. 7.9 billion. Okay. So, the Earth is... Con, con, um, the Earth currently has 7.9 billion people on the planet, right? So I would like to say that if everyone's everything or nothing, then 
everyone's nothing. Uh, who's really winning? Is it just like Jeff Bezos? Because he's probably also depressed. Like we, we have really been immature in how we've set this whole thing up and how we've been like kind of following it because it just, it like, I'm not, I'm not the best at logic. Like my common sense skills are not the best. And you can even like say that it's because I'm a woman or whatever, but like truthfully, like I'm pretty rational. I'm pretty rational. I'm not the most rational. I'm not like analytical, like any of that stuff, whatever. Like I, I can get by, but I'm not the best at it. But even from my standpoint, like where is the logic there? What, what's the logic there? There is no logic. How can you set up a system where everyone's competing and have only one person win, right? And everybody else is supposed to what? What are they supposed to do? Cry all day? Like it just doesn't make sense to me. But anyways, so I realized that and I was like, why, why am I competing? Um, so I started to kind of create my own lane in this world. Um, obviously making spiritual wellness content, kind of finding my truth, finding my authenticity, um, thanks to some lovely people who helped me along my way, even though I was an asshole. Like, I was truly an asshole. Like, if I look back, like, two years, like, I'll be the first person to say it. Like, I had no direction. I had no proper guidance. I just wanted to win. Um, I just wanted to like succeed. I just wanted to show everyone that like, ha, like I win, like I made money or, you know, I, I made it somewhere and I turned around, like I did a lot, to be honest with you, I accomplished a lot by that age. Like I had accomplished a lot. Like I went to my favorite school, my favorite major, you know, I essentially like had the friends that I wanted, the experience that I wanted, like the bag that I wanted. And I was kind of like, wait, I got all of this and nobody cares. Like, nobody gives a shit. So that's kind of when I started to turn around and be like, okay, there's a whole new level to all of this. And that whole new level is outside of the power dynamics that have been working, that have been set in place for a while. So I had to step out of the power dynamics and see that it was all really dumb and that no one's happy and that I'm an individual and I can create my own reality, which is really scary. But my segue was writing. So that's like kind of what I wanted to talk about. So you're gonna need um, a form of art to ground you, a form of art to allow your deep emotions to come out of your heart. For me, that was writing and I actually self-published my own book called The Heart Thinks. You can purchase it on Amazon or just go through my website portal and you'll find the book link. And I don't know, I was always attracted to like tarot cards, oracle cards from age 16. I used to, like, I hated reading in Russian even though I can read and write in Russian perfectly. But I stole my grandma's, well, not stole, but like, the one book that I took from my grandma when I was 13 was the horoscope book in Russian. And I started to read all about it. And, and naturally, my heart was just drawn to all of these occult, mystical things. Um, I definitely wanted to be that so much. I wanted to be a spiritual person. I wanted to be an artist so bad that I actually renounced that part of myself. And I find that this is what happens. Going back to that example I started off this episode with how like 
that anxious feeling of waiting for your test results um, when you're like in a classroom and you're nervous and you know that someone else sees your grade so that's like embarrassment, shame, unworthiness, blah, blah, blah. Like all that whole system made me repress my artist and made me repress my creativity and just like the person that I'm right now talking, like this was all completely repressed. Like my light, my ability to express myself, to communicate, to be heard, all of these things were weighed down by a very heavy um, fear matrix. And I hate to go into like the woo-woo spiritual community words, but I really believe that the fear matrix is like a real thing and I can even feel it now. Like when I step into like when I mentally step into that place, like I feel it, my body feels different. Um, the way I think is different. The way I see myself is different. So you're actually, this is really important. I'll say it very loud and clear. Your self-image, the way that you view the world and the way that you make goals, plans, and create ideas all exist within a level or state of consciousness. So when you're in the fear matrix, you're in a fear state of consciousness. So if you do succeed in that state of consciousness, you're succeeding primarily due to your fight or flight complex and your desire to compete against others within that state of consciousness. But I would like to enlighten you to the fact that there are many, many, many states of consciousness. And humans aren't necessarily equipped physically and mentally to traverse all of these states of consciousness. I think we're that we're beginning to. Um, there's a lot of talk about the fifth dimension and um, the space between the the well, the space beyond time and space. So that's a very unique concept. But I believe that the fifth dimension is actually the heart space. It's the heart space because when we enter the heart space, people call it the void or sometimes people call it, you know, the vast unknown or that vast space of just like you and your emotional self. Um, this is where we go to grieve. This is where we go to suffer. This is where we go to awaken. This is where we go to be happy. This is where we go to be joyous. Um, we are ascending to the heart space. I prefer to say we're ascending to the heart space rather than we're ascending to the fifth dimension because then it, then it all becomes very mental again, which is what I'm staying away from. Like wh when I look at my social media and I see all of these things like um, people talking about like even the fear matrix in a mental way, I know that it's very not, it's, it's very like I just scratch it away from my mind because I know that it's going to lead to an egotistical continuation of fear. So I'd like to clearly describe heart awakening for you right now. And I would like to describe why I think that heart awakening is a better concept than the fifth dimension or higher vibration. So heart awakening is um, the process of becoming your energetic, emotional being etheric being um, it is said that higher levels of consciousness hinge almost entirely on unconditional love 
free from the ego constructs of the human mind. Currently, our systems are completely reliant on the ego constructs of fear. So, as we leave those ego constructs, we're going to have to grieve certain parts of ourselves, certain identities that were created due to the societal influence and the circumstances of the planet at that time. Without this grieving process, without this period of suffering, without this phase of transition into a higher vibration, even though I dislike that word, um, that period of transition into the heart, um, it's going to be rocky. It's going to be very bumpy. And I know that we're going through it right now. Um, it's really helped me to see everything as a process of the heart, a natural process of the heart. So a natural process of the heart means that these things occur naturally in humans as a part of evolution. I'll repeat that again. These side effects or symptoms are a natural result of the human evolution. This allowed me to embrace whatever I was feeling with love, to hold myself with love. I was able to go into healing plateaus or the depths of my grief, the depths of my suffering, and really hold myself, become a mother to myself, and really experience those things without attaching to them. The issue with what happens um, to people during those healing periods of time is that they're still clinging to the paradigm of time and space or 4D. When you go into 5D or the heart space and you still have the 4D thinking, it's going to almost drive you crazy. <laughs> like you have to let go of everything. In those moments, like when I go into um, kind of healing caves or whatever I call them, I turn my phone off. I like move my whole schedule just so I have everything's empty, everything's clear. My whole room is white and clean. And I allow myself to go to that space beyond time and space. And I allow my body and my mind to go through the natural processes of clearing, purification, and um, natural healing that occur. And I think that this is the role of therapists, essentially, like, think licensed mental health counselors do the same thing um, of going beyond the ego and helping people to heal at the root. I think that any good therapist, this is their goal or role in your life. I do think that now we are stepping up to the newest paradigm yet, which is self-soothing self and self-healing. So if we become self-healers, we're going to be able to... Um, just like I said, we're going to be able to step into the mother role in ourselves to nurture our inner child and to experience those freaky states of consciousness without attaching to them. If we learn how to observe um, through mindfulness, um, we'll see that we can have experiences without thinking that it's going to be like this forever. So the first, like the first few times that I went into this healing space, like 
my soul naturally took me there. Um, I don't know necessarily like if that's a part of my soul mission or maybe not. Maybe it's just a natural process. It was definitely related to like Kundalini energy though, for sure. But the first few times I noticed that the, the thing that was holding me back was when I'm in like, when you get into a state of like grief or like you feel deep pain or deep sadness or deep fear, it's normal, it's natural for the mind to click in and say, oh, it's going to be like this forever. And that's kind of when you fuck yourself, essentially. So like, that's what I, that's what I mean by um, when you go into those states, try to leave behind any timelines, any expectations, any judgments, any um, fears. And you'll see that actually the process begins to feel like and you feel like just this like these like dark matter particles leaving your soul like you can consciously feel it and it'll slowly leave your physical form your mental form you'll become lighter and lighter and lighter it's not the most comfortable thing i'm not saying it's comfortable i'm saying it's very necessary and it's the only way that you can get to your true self i really believe that i believe that um it's really the only way you can get to the depth of who you are. So that's my experience with heart awakening. Um, and I, I started this process a lot earlier than I recognized it through my conscious mind. Like my soul was kind of guiding me there, which is why I wrote that book of poetry. Like my heart basically channeled this poetry into my mind uh, or my higher self. And... I think that this book is going to be a great guidance tool for all of you who are experiencing those weird phases or states of consciousness. Um, trust me, you get through them. Trust me, they pass. Trust me, I know it's uncomfortable and sometimes it feels disgusting and like you want it just to be done. Um, sit through it. Just be quiet. Just be silent. You know, listen to some healing music. Call a friend. You know, call me. <laughs> like, trust me, you'll be fine. You'll be 100% fine. Um, surrender to the divine. Surrender to the unknown. And I'll give you two medicines now that will help you to heal through this um, healing process of the heart. So during heart awakening, your medicine number one is going to be surrender. If you are in an uncomfortable state or close to panic or in a high state of fear, um, your best bet is to surrender to the unknown. Your best bet is to surrender to the divine. Your best bet is to surrender to some force outside of you that will ensure your protection and safety. And maybe that's a deity, like sometimes um, when I'm experiencing like anger leaving me, I will channel, I will like um, honor Kali or the goddess of who absorbs all negativity um, or sometimes it's, it's useful to have like some deities that like help you to help a part of your rational mind to feel safe you know you can't just be like going into the abyss like here here I am I'm falling into a black hole even though I do that sometimes <laughs> but it's it's okay to have some names some labels some you know outside identities to attach to like god angels 
Uh, I know Archangel Michael kind of wants the whole planet to know that he's he'll be there in a second. If you call an Archangel Michael during a difficult phase of healing, you will feel an immediate peace, calmness, and relief come over your body within five seconds time. And I promise you of this because I've experienced it. I've experienced it many times actually. And also Ariel, Ariel's the angel of Mother Earth, the angel of motherly love. And she's very, very useful in awakening the divine force within you. So those are kind of the two angels that I work with. Um, just as an example, you're going to be attracted to your own things. You're going to be attracted to your own spirit guides, your own ascension guides. Um, that's why I said earlier on that writing really helped me because I noticed that my talent or like psychic abilities, automatic writing. Um, so I'm able to channel kind of beings, light beings outside of me through my hands, through writing. So I find also that that's very soothing that I'm able to get answers through my writing. Um, just turning off my mind and I start my heart starts writing kind of thing. That's something you might want to try. Um, so yeah, those are kind of like my overall scope of heart awakening, those things. Um, I want to move on and talk more about the second medicine which is vulnerability. So the second medicine of vulnerability has to do with you opening up to your emotions, you opening up to your embarrassment, shame, guilt, anger, fear. All of these things have been repressed because society wants to normalize emotions so that people can work harder. There you go, I said it. And the reason why I say that is because I noticed a mechanism in myself that when I was getting happy, I would immediately suppress my happiness and be like, no, you can't be that happy because not, no one's that happy. Like, what the hell is that? Like, what, what the hell are we doing to ourselves? And then if I was sad, I would say, oh, you're not allowed to feel sad, you know, because you're not homeless on the street. Like, once again, the logic is just not there. And like I said, I'm not the most logical, reasonable, rational person. I'm pretty chaotic and like impulsive, but that just didn't make sense to me. So it doesn't make sense to me that we're trying to normalize emotions. Meanwhile, emotions have a reality of their own. Like we can't control emotions. Who, who's the idiot who decided to do that? And then we have like all of these fields of psychology designed just to extract our emotions again. What if... What if we just like didn't suppress them? What if we just existed with our, what if we coexisted with our emotions? Would we be so, you know, repressed and so isolated and so disconnected? I really don't think so. I think that emotions carry vibrations and awareness carries vibrations. The more we are aware of our emotions, the more we can transcend them and alchemize them into our bigger self our bigger identity our expanded self um i'll save the expanded self for the end of this podcast because i definitely want to talk about that but yes when we elevate ourselves to new levels of awareness some people say vibrations i say awareness levels of awareness um, levels of mindfulness because 
we're, we become more in tune with our emotional landscape and the way that our thoughts come in and leave. Um, we attract certain experiences. We begin to attract certain situations. This is um, the baseline of the law of attraction. Uh, I don't really talk about law of attraction so much because that's not my priority. My priority is not to attract you know, $200,000 a year or like a Lamborghini and like, I don't care about any of that stuff. You know, the way, the things that I attract are events, ways to connect to people, ways to share my message, ways to distribute what I've learned, um, ways to be more artistic ways to heal my past self law of attraction is not about attracting a mansion because all of us know that people who win the lottery become bankrupt and depressed so once again i can tell you that there's no logic here this is the third argument that i have that there's just no there's no logic at all People think that material things will free them from their emotional suffering. Come on, like, are, are, we, are, we, are we being serious here? Logically speaking, there's no logic there. Because they're two separate realities. Like I explained, emotions exist on their own um, framework, framework in their own world and their own reality. So we can use this emotional reality to facilitate a deeper experience, including a material experience. But we can't shoot, we can't negate this with the material. You know, because this is always going to be here. So, you know, you can recognize the continuity between your emotional reality and your material reality. There is, there is a continuity. So, okay, I'll explain it to you this way. Emotional reality is one line here. Um, for those of you listening to the podcast on Spotify, it's one line near my shoulders, and then about a foot from my shoulders is another line, and that's your material reality. Now, between those two lines, there's a point of continuity. There's a point at which they connect. But that point of continuity is not the emotional reality itself, because that's a lot deeper so when we go deeper into the emotional reality yes through that point of continuity our material reality will shift but we cannot go the other way the material reality in and um really change the emotional reality the material reality is a lot more crude a lot less um flexible I would say I don't know this is just my perspective because I'm very connected to my emotions so I've always kind of known that nothing out there is going to change the way I feel in here that yes I can go for a run and use my body to kind of excrete certain emotions or I can go and write to get certain feelings out on paper but I can't ac accumulate a false life for myself that will eradicate my entire emotional existence you know so that's kind of that's kind of where vulnerability comes into place 
play. Vulnerability is the ability to open up to your emotions beyond the material reality. So basically the material reality is here. So you're going in through that point of continuity, opening up to the emotional spectrum, exploring the emotional spectrum, closing the emotional spectrum, which is sometimes called shadow self or shadow exploration, going back to the point of continuity and coming back to the material world. And like this, we make waves in and out. And that's the process of healing, but that's also the process of life. That's the process of all of this. And that point of continuity is actually awareness. So we go in and out of awareness throughout the day, like waves flowing in and out, in and out, in and out. Something else that um, is worth mentioning is that you can actually adopt the observer role. So even when you go in and out of awareness, you can be observing that process. Um, that process is called meditation. And vulnerability is our, vulnerability is the way that we communicate with our emotions. Vulnerability is the way that we relate to other people's emotions. Vulnerability is the way that we address emotions. Um, vulnerability has not been a part of our society until recently. I know um, most people know Brene Brown, the shame researcher, who has talked about vulnerability to um, many people and has really like shown a lot of light on this medicine. So from my perspective, vulnerability is just vulnerability is a part of surrender, but it's kind of more it's more practical. Vulnerability is very practical. Um, you can be vulnerable in every situation. I don't necessarily think it's um, it's healthy to surrender your power in every situation. I do think it's healthy to be vulnerable in every situation. I think it's healthy to be vulnerable with yourself in every situation. Yes, there are bad people, there are toxic people, there are unhealed people, right? Um, so be careful who you're vulnerable with, but always be vulnerable with yourself. Um, previously, I'd mentioned the expanded self. The expanded self, in my opinion, is the uh, version of us that is unhindered by uh, is unhindered by the limitations of the physical world. Um, the expanded self is the soul. It is our individual consciousness or Atman. And it's also the part of us that is able to infinitely grow into the light of the world. So a lot of us are going to be experiencing this state in 2021-2022 and it's going to feel very new it's going to feel very scary the ego is going to become triggered um, which will, resu will result in panic attacks and global fear but nonetheless it's going to happen more and more and more people are going to awaken to the infinite expanded self um, the infinite expanded self 
is attained through heart awakening. So sometimes people can experience that infinite expanded self without heart awakening and just get a glimpse of that experience. But the journey is a long-term one. The journey is to get to a sustainable state of being heart awakened. Uh, that's something that I'm working on. And that's something that I'm working on cultivating in on social media, um, community, and through my writing. Um, I know that a lot of people don't even know what's going on with them. A lot of people just are blaming their psychology, their minds for the way they're feeling, um, what they're experiencing. But I would like to add just one small perspective into that thinking. What if your soul is urging you to shift and you're experiencing these symptoms? What if your soul is telling you to expand? Like your soul is pushing you to expand from underneath and all of this bullshit is coming out. What if the symptoms, the panic and the heat waves and all of this stuff is a symptom of your soul cleansing your entire being? That's what I've experienced. And I wanted to tell you from the other side, um, and you may not know me personally, but I have a lot of love to give to you. And I don't even know you personally either. Um, but I want you to know that you will get through whatever you're experiencing. And you will get through the somatic experience of purification. This upgrading of your physical being to light consciousness. You will get through the fear, you will get through the anger, and you will develop a stronger sense of self. You will experience a different reality, and you will experience the building of the new earth. Um, that's what I wanted to share in this podcast episode. I know it's a lot more laid back and casual than my podcasts usually are, but I think I'll be doing more like solo episodes only because I, I need to get my ideas out. Like, I have too many ideas. And when I talk in this way, they really all line up and connect in a way that's useful for you. And that's the only thing that matters for me. That it's useful for you, for the listener. I thank you for being here with my whole heart today. And I thank you for listening to my podcast and finding my information to be valuable. And for... Um, listening to your soul and to following this path and to understanding that for understanding that things aren't as they seem and your heart knows the truth um, so yes keep listening to your heart and keep listening to your intuition and keep listening to your truth and Continue to observe physical and mental sensations as they rise up to leave your system. If you have any questions or would like support on your heart awakening journey, head to my website and we can schedule a session. Um, if you want um, 
additional support, I highly recommend my Heart Awakening book, The Heart Thinks, to assist you on your journey. And yes, just follow me on my social media, just free content all the time. I'm really happy that I just get to do this. Like this is my this is my thing. Like this is what I do. This is who I am. And I thank you for being a part of that and allowing me to be that. So I hope you have an amazing day. I hope that you continue to see the light within yourself and within others.